for decades, for centuries. The Catholic Church has been known for child abuse among their priests and in their churches. It surfaced strongly in 2002-2003. My contractor who built my house in Lubbock, Texas, he is Catholic. He says he's Catholic. He said he almost left the Catholic Church for this reason, because of the child abuse. I said to him, well, if the Catholics let their ministers marry, it wouldn't be a natural setting for perversion like it is today. My contractor said, ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about ministers marrying. And I said to him, well, Peter was married. My contractor almost fainted when I said that. He said, Peter was married? And I said, oh, yes, in the Bible. I'll, I'll show you what it says in the Bible. And I went and got a Bible and let him read this. Matthew chapter 8, verses 13 through 15. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, Jesus saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he, Jesus, touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Peter was married. He was not only married, he had multiple children with his wife because he said he was an elder. Now, an elder and a bishop are the same thing in the New Testament church, according to the Bible. Here we see the statement about being an elder or a bishop. Titus chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. For a bishop, elder, must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer. So Peter, we see from the scriptures, was an elder and an apostle. When I told this story to Pam Paget, who was raised Catholic, she just broke into laughter. And I didn't know what was funny about it. And she said, Joan, I can see what your contractor was doing. He just kept sinking further down into the chair every time you brought him a scripture about Peter. Because she says the Catholics teach that Peter was the founder of the Catholic Church. <laughs> I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, the Catholic Church has so many abominations opposite to scripture that if they didn't tell their people not to read the Bible, you'd think they wouldn't have any people come to their church. There are so many violations of Scripture in the Catholic Church. Now, the Protestants are guilty too. But usually you don't hear of child abuse in the Protestant Church. You hear of fornication 
where the ministers have gone off with the church secretary or something like that. Child abuse in the Catholic Church is rampant because they set up the Catholic Church. When they set it up, whoever set up the Catholic Church, they set it up so their ministers could not marry. So it is a natural place for perverts in the Catholic ministry. I'm not saying every Catholic minister is a pervert, but I will say that when I see a man out on the street wearing black garb and a white collar, which, by the way, is not in the Bible to do either, when I see a man dressed like that, I wonder, is he a child abuser? How do you not wonder that? When all of these decades we have had scandals surfacing where there was a priest who was a child abuser and instead of putting him out of the church, the Catholic Church just transferred him to another Catholic Church where he could abuse children. My contractor on the last time they had this big child abuse scandal, which was about 2018, the last time they had a big scandal, he told me, he said, I can't go to the Catholic Church without watching that priest. When we come out of the church building at the end of the service, I've got my eye on him seeing what he's doing because he says, I don't trust the Catholic priest. Well, of course you couldn't trust the Catholic priest not with all the stories of child abuse in the Catholic Church. Well, it's a horrible thing. I believe personally that a child abuser, it's, I believe it's an unpardonable sin. Now, let me make it clear. That's my opinion. Why would I have this opinion? Because there is nothing in the Bible at all, speaking of child abuse, this causes me to believe that God created us, putting it into our hearts, the evil of child abuse, that everyone knows it's evil. To take a young boy and for a man to have sex with him, we all know that is a terrible thing, a terrible evil, ruining the lives of families. And it's going on in what is called religion. It couldn't be more abominable sin. It couldn't be more damnable. And for those men who try to cover it up, what a damnation to them, too. Are there different levels of sin? Yes. In the Bible, we see statements showing us there are different levels of sin. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus was speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, the ministers of the Old Testament. And Jesus said, Matthew 23, Verse 14, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense 
make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. That's Matthew 23, verse 14. The Apostle Paul showed us that some sins are different than others. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. How can any group calling itself a church try to cover up child abuse? It's a horrible thing. They're all guilty. The ones who cover it up, the ones who transfer those priests from one church to another, and the ones who take them into their church. If you are in any church, Catholic or Protestant, that sets up doctrine and rules opposite to what is written in the Bible or in any way other than what is written into the Bible, it's Antichrist, opposite to Christ. Jesus says in Matthew 7, Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. The Word of God. We build our house on the Word of God by doing what the Bible says to do. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, says Jesus, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You cannot build your house on anything except the Bible, and you cannot build your church upon anything except the sayings of Jesus which are in the New Testament Bible. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he set up the New Testament church. And we read about the ministers that he set in the church for us today. We read that in Ephesians chapter 4. Starting at verse 8. Wherefore he, Jesus, saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11 tells what those gifts are. And he, Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, and then verse 11 and 12. And if you call your ministers anything other than apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, then you are going against the Bible. There are no popes. There are no archbishops. 
There is no ministry hierarchy in the sense of a man achieving one position and then moving to a higher position. These ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are called by Jesus from heaven and set in the New Testament church. There's no such thing as vicar, which you see the name in English churches, churches of England. That, that's not biblical. If you go by anything other than Bible, you are setting yourself up to, for idolatry and you are setting yourself up for a fall in your life. And the word reverend is one of the most abominable of all things for a man to call himself. Because the only time reverend is mentioned in the Bible is in Psalm 111 where it says, Holy and reverend is his name, is God's name. And to call yourself reverend is to place yourself on a pedestal for people to idolize you and respect you and to think you are spiritual when it's the opposite is true. A person spiritual will not call himself reverend because there is no place in the New Testament Bible where a man called himself reverend. Paul didn't, Peter didn't. None of the ministers did in the New Testament Bible. And when you see a man called himself reverend, flee from him because he is not of God. That's a strong statement. I'm sure it's true. He is not of God. He does not go by the New Testament Bible. He is Antichrist. He is putting himself on a pedestal for you to idolize him and worship him. Thank you for allowing me to speak this message to you today.